Good morning, everybody all across the globe. This is Inner Visions of Sun Roberts. Yes. And we are going to have a fire podcast this morning. Um, this morning, we are going to talk about Black America divorcing the Democratic Party. Yes, it is a hot topic that is going to be coming up on this election in 2024 and also in local elections this year. So you don't want to miss this episode. Sit back, relax, open your mind, and let's get excited for knowledge as we tune in to Inner Visions of Sunrise Rick's podcast. Let's get it. All right. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Right now, I am going to play a clip of the Philip Scott podcast. Yes. Um, please check out the Philip Scott podcast. And please check out the African Diaspora channel. Special shout out to Philip Scott, Demetria K, Vicky Dillard. Much love to the whole panel. Special shout out to the WGAG family of my family, uh, Don Nicoleone, Nefertiti Surviving the Game, Clifford Lowry, and Michael Davenport. Much love to all of you. Now, um, I'm, I am going to play a clip of black Chicagoans being fed up with the Democratic Party. They are on to what the Democrats are trying to do. So let's take a listen. Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's definitely November the 1st, first uh, part of November, and it's almost toward the end of the year. We are about almost a year away to uh, the election in 2024, and black people are starting to really make me smile. Now, I was going to talk about Sheila Jackson Lee, but I had to put that on pause because of some videos that came out of Chicago. Now, you know, we have been talking about the migrant crisis in Chicago, um, how Brandon Johnson and the Democrats have been choosing to handle this at the expense of black Americans. Black Americans have been standing up and been saying, no, this is not about to be business as usual. You're not about to take resources from us and give it to people who aren't voting, who aren't citizens, who don't pay taxes, who don't do nothing in this city. I want you to hear in this video, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so proud and so happy with these three videos I want you to hear. Uh, there are three different people. One sister, Kata Trust, the one you've been seeing and been coming out a lot lately. Listen to what she has to say. There's another sister behind her and a third one. And after you listen to, you know, those videos, we're just going to come behind and just, you know, pull out some of the points that they're making. So let's go ahead and roll that. Let's talk about the money that is being spent. I think that there needs to be a federal audit against the company that we have contracted out to take care of the migrants. We have nurses that are being paid $64,000 a month 
the black community, by the Democratic Party, and it's an attack on the citizens of this city. Yeah. We, our rights are being violated. Our civil rights are being violated. There is no law that allows for non-citizens to come into our communities, force themselves into our communities, force themselves into public accommodations, force themselves into schools that could have been open for our children. The constant discrimination against black people has to stop. I'm at the city council meetings all the time. I have yet to see any black official, any Hispanic official, any white official stand up and say that this is a violation against the civil rights of our citizens in this city or the citizens in in the United States of America. We had an incident day before yesterday with a young man named Michael Young Bay who was doing what many of you are doing right now, filming in a public building in City Hall, filming a public official, Alderman Greg Mitchell. Greg Mitchell did not like being filmed and he made an aggressive attack on Michael. Michael went to jail. He went to jail because he asked to file a report on Greg Mitchell. Now we all witnessed a few days before then where the Brighton community had an attack against that alderman. No arrests were made. We all witnessed when the Palestinians were protesting in City Hall about the war between Palestine and Israel. We witnessed them jumping and fighting the police. No arrest was made. It's all anchored in the fact that those people, they have a whole different political platform than black people do. Those people have protections from their countries. They have embassies, they have consulates, the United States is in treaties with these people, all kind of deals. So America handles them lightly. Black America only has the United States of America for our government. And our government is failing us. We fought for the civil rights laws in this country. We fought for the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. We fought for the freedoms of this country, and yet we're the last ones that's reaping the benefits of it. I was told by our alderman, Stephanie Coleman, that the money for the Southwest Side Invest, the 320 million that's supposed to be earmarked, which we later found out was $2.2 billion, she tells me that that money is a hoax. Well, if it's a joke, you need to go find our real money. Because there's no way in the world that the black citizens of this city does not have real money in the pot of the city of Chicago. Where's our money? Why are we constantly being told that things have to be studied? Reparation has to be studied. Reparations was in order since 1865. How much studying must the Democratic Party do? Where's our money? Where's the money for the economic development of our communities? Why is it that we're being put in a position for the immigrants to come into our community, they're going to get money, and they're going to get money to open small businesses. 
black community in Chicago is fed up. Yes, they are fed up with the mistreatment. They are fed up with the lies. They've been betrayed by the Democratic Party. And a lot of people, a lot of conservatives out there are saying, well, you get what you vote for. You get what you vote for. You get what you deserve. If I were the conservatives, I would shut up and take advantage. Take advantage of the Democratic Party's misfirings. The Democratic Party's um, failed agenda towards the black community. If I were the conservatives, I would reach out to the black community right now. But you still got a lot of people, a lot of conservatives are saying, well, you get what you vote for, you get what you vote for. If that's the attitude that you're carrying, then you guys aren't going to make it either, like the Democrats. All right. Now, Trump, he's out there. He's out there trying to reach out to the black community. That's real MAGA. That's real MAGA. All right. I don't. I don't agree with everything Trump does. But the one thing about it, he's going to reach out to everybody, every culture to get the vote. He will work effortlessly and tirelessly for it. Some of his policies and his actions are very fair. I would... Definitely, I definitely commend them for it. Now, I've heard a report that the uh, approval rating for President Biden among black people has declined dramatically. Now, the average support of black people is around 90 something percent. But now it's down in the low 70s. The low 70s. The low 70s. And I wanted to say this for a president in the Democratic Party. That's an approval rating among blacks, only 72%. That's an automatic loss. Automatic. Um, During um, an episode of the Steve Bannon's War Room, I would recommend people to listen to the African Diaspora channel listen to them and also listen to Stephen K. Bannon's War Room. Very credible news. There was um, 
an incident in which a reporter for um, who works for Steve Bannon went to a Nazi rally. And she was like so disturbed and so shocked when she realizes and found out that the majority of the Nazis are endorsing President Joe Biden. They're endorsing Biden. They do not like Trump. They hate Trump, period. Now, it's a story that the mainstream media refuses to air out. CNN refuses to talk about. Even Fox News is afraid to talk about it. MSNBC. They are are afraid to discuss it. Because if they discuss it, you know that it's all over for the Democrats. It's all over. It's all over for Biden. That is some damning information. And I know it's true. I know because President Biden just recently gave, what, $100 billion to Israel and to the Palestinians for their war. Now, there are certain people, certain conservatives who are going to investigate this incident, this spending of the money. You know what? This is all in remnants of when President George W. Bush Jr. was sending out billions and billions of dollars for this uh, war. For this war in Iraq to find weapons of mass destruction. To fight Afghanistan. President Obama was was spending billions and billions of dollars trying to fight off Libya. The fight against Muammar Gaddafi. Y'all remember that, don't you? And now we have Biden putting billions and billions in close to trillions of dollars to Israel, to Palestine, to the Ukrainians. And no, and hardly no money to the victims of Maui. Not put any money towards a black community that is trying to improve. All right. Not fixing the mess in New York, Los Angeles. Hell, even in Dallas. Dallas is falling off badly. All right. This administration is putting this country into bankruptcy. 
America is so much in debt to China. China would be like, hey, pay us now. The American government will have to do something drastic. So drastic that it will affect all of us. You think inflation was bad right now? I wouldn't be surprised what's going to happen in 2024. Yes, we have... um, administration right now who, who does a horrible, horrible job in budgeting the money. Horrible job. This administration and the Bush administration are so similar. So similar to the fact you would think Bush Jr. was running things right now. All right, this is very tragic. And this is totally, totally unacceptable. It really is. All right. So right now, I am going to show you the data of the you know the approval rating for black america towards Joe Biden All right, hold on one second everybody. Hold on one second. We're going to get to it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I wanted to show you this right here. This is from The Heel. Um, by Cheyenne M. Daniels. Biden grapples with concerns over the young black voter support. Earlier this month, a poll by the Highland Project found that 69% of millennial and Gen Z black women are dissatisfied with the direction of the country is going. Another poll by the AEI Survey Center on American Life found that only 21% of black voters between 18 and 49 years old want Biden to be the Democratic nominee. Now, in a sign, the Biden campaign recognizes this worrying trend. Vice President Harris is spending the month touring historical black colleges and universities as part of a nationwide fight for our freedoms college tour. All right. 
let me read this here. Their energy drives the electorate. Sorfishire said young black voters tie their activism and their participation to culture. There's a cultural element to political engagement and political activation in the black community. And that energy that young people bring really sends a message about when is the momentum for the black community to come together and act in unison around protecting the black community and the black community's interests and the black community's future. Now, since taking office, Biden has invested $5.8 billion in HBCUs, addressed the black maternal health crisis with Black Maternal Health Week and its blueprint for addressing maternal health crisis as well as forgiving some student loan debt through, I mean, though, not for as many borrowers as originally promised. Let me read that again. As well as forgiving some student loan debt, though, not for as many borrowers as originally promised. Really? Um, let me refute that. In the beginning, uh, remember when Trump had what close to a billion dollars they wanted to wait a minute. I'm sorry it was 30 million or 100 million dollars that Trump wanted to invest in HBCUs well Biden took that away he took it away and didn't put much into it in fact I remember correctly, his focus was on rebuilding and helping the LGBTQ community, helping to fight against Asian hate, but all the resources and given reparations to the Ukrainians. Yes, he was given reparations to the Ukrainians and people overseas fighting a war, a World War II. So I would suggest to be careful who you vote for. All right. If you want to vote, for somebody have a logic reason for it. I think many people, especially black Americans, I felt like they voted out of emotion in 2020. So I'm going to do my final take right here. I thought they voted for emotion and they were um, trying to focus on getting Trump out. And how is that working out? It's not working out pretty good. Let's let's be very honest. I want it to be upfront and fair. Now, now you all remember the first three years in office for Trump. The economy actually was doing very good. Despite being in debt. All right. 
So what Trump was trying to do is trying to build back America, making sure that Americans buy back or get automobiles, a lot of materials in this country and not invested in other countries. You see, that was why a lot of foreign countries did not like Trump. All right. They didn't like him at all. The economy for black America was excellent. You had twice as many entrepreneurs during that three-year period. All right. Than ever before. Because even during the Obama years and the Bush years, a lot of entrepreneurship was fading fast. People were losing confidence in their business. And entrepreneurship was becoming an endangered species. When Trump came back, even during the pandemic, entrepreneurship has risen, has doubled, actually. It rose up to 10% increase. Now it's almost at 20. A lot of people since they're tr- they know there are many ways to make money and not by working hourly. Kwame Brown, special shout out to Kwame Brown. Much love to you. I'm a huge supporter of his. He said that Trump told black men how to fish. It's like he's telling you how to make money. You remember the 1031 exchange code, which Trump is well known for. I think his presidential highlight is the 1031 tax code. The biggest highlight. All right. A lot of entrepreneurs were taking advantage of it, especially realtors. Even if a house is undervalued, you can still acquire another property, flip it, and make value off of it. If you're you're able to fix it up, fix it up. It's legal. It is legal. But since Biden has taken over, since he has taken over, there has been a lot of regulations as to where the government wants a little bit more tax taken out. They want their money, their piece of the pie which will lessen for the entrepreneur. I think 2020, we voted out of emotion. If you're going to vote, do your research, do your study, and not vote out of emotion. A person who votes out of emotion is psychologically Dangerous to others. So dangerous that it could poison that community. 
remember that this has been a very hot topic um, as you as you can see the rental prices have been ridiculous close to three thousand dollars in New York four thousand in Los Angeles these are blue cities highly democratic cities um, hell is Florida Miami but now it's starting to become a little red will it get better it determines it determines on us to find somebody and I mean somebody that knows what they're doing don't vote because of the color of their skin We've made that mistake, black people, in 2008. I did. And I made that mistake, too. I'm not going to sit and lie. I made that mistake. But look at their ideas. All right. Look at their ideas. Look at their work. Are they a fighter? Will they fight back? Will they fight back? Will they fight for us? The January 6th, well, while I'm not a big fan of it, one thing is for sure. Real people will know it's just, it was a setup, by the way. But other people will look at it. It's like you have people that did not like the conditions of where the country was going, especially voting, voting. <clears throat> All right. It was like the controller is trying to push people to vote for their candidates, support their chosen one. And that was why people were pissed. I do not condone the actions of what they did. I don't condone it at all. But I'm not going to be disrespectful I'm not going to call them criminals because I completely understood I completely understood that some people in January 6th I completely understood the great people the great community in Chicago especially the black community I, I, I definitely respect what they're doing the fight against the evil regime called the Democratic Party. This all started when Rahm Emanuel was in charge. People was complaining about him. Which led to Lori Lightfoot. Which led to Brandon Johnson. I want to mention Dallas. Y'all remember the time they were on a Christian radio show. The two, um, I think they were aldermen. They were fighting amongst each other. Cursing. Threatening. They were both criminals, by the way. They both had 
horrible records. I'm not telling people to vote red. No, no, no. You should be independent, period. You should be. What I'm saying is by voting blue, what has what has been accomplished? What has been? All right. People are finally waking up. People are finally realizing what time it is. It's okay not to vote. There's nothing wrong with not voting. All right, if they're not delivering, don't vote. Sit it out. I've done that many years. All right. If they continue, sit out and vote. I don't care who it is. But all I know was... 2016 to 2019 was a great period for entrepreneurship. It was a great period for the economy. Everybody was working. People only had a third or fourth grade education, was flourishing and getting jobs, owning homes, had their own business. That was real equal opportunity. It's all about what ideas you have. And how you can use your ideas to develop and elevate yourself, which in turn creates to economic opportunities for you and all that. During that Trump era, it was a message that College degrees, going to college isn't everything. It isn't everything. Unless you are going to school to be a doctor, lawyer, um, even a lawyer, hey, go for it. But in turn, debt will follow. Debt will follow to the point to where an economic abyss is coming their way. Can't get a home, can't even get a place. And that's something that the conservatives and Republican Party they need to do better on. Because that stunt they pulled by fighting against college students to get their um, student loan debt, fighting against the students getting their debt removed. Them trying to fight against them is unacceptable because their PPE loans, remember, was forgiven. So why not support the college student getting their student loan debt forgiven? Both parties got a lot of explaining to do because both parties have failed the American people both the rhinos and the left 
both failed tremendously. So be careful who you vote for. Understand what's at stake. But understand the agenda moving forward. This is a very powerful, powerful episode. It really is. Um, I want to say thank you to um, Philip Scott. Much love to you. I love your show. The African Diaspora Channel. Much love to the Stephen K. Bannon's War Room. To everybody, especially Black America. I would recommend y'all listening to Steve Bannon. Like I said, without Steve Bannon, the MAGA party would not exist the way it's existing right now. And Trump would not be president without Steve Bannon. Y'all better recognize. Y'all better give that man some respect. He's woken a lot of people up. Special shout out to also WGAG Radio. Like Stephen K. Bannon, y'all woke a lot of people up. Y'all woke a lot of black folks up. Y'all were really the first ones to expose the Democratic Party the way y'all have done. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Donna Coleone. Thank you, Nefertiti, surviving the game. Thank you. And with that, y'all have a blessed one. Thank you for tuning in. And there's another one in store for you next weekend. Can't wait for it. Till then, peace, blessings, and much love.